varied. Episode 20, lads. 20. Here we are. We're Nearly. very proud of ourselves, aren't we? Nearly half a year of this. It's good going, isn't it? It's good going, yeah. Well, listen, let's dive in. We're going to start off with a little life and training check-in. Last week, we did a life check-in. We're going to do life training. How is it all going and how is it interacting with each other? James, do you want to go first? Uh, training is slowly getting better. Like my performances in each class are pretty good. I'm satisfied with them, but my frequency was a bit of an issue. It was like once a week average for a while there and then maybe a twice a week. But I kind of realized that a big factor in that was I, I like having a regular coach. So I was having constant interactions with you, Jamie. So whenever you were coaching Monday, I was like deadly go to Jamie's class and then it was a different person on a Wednesday and a different on a Friday and I'm trying to do all these other things so I just kind of went nah, fuck her in, and left them now Amy's in full time here so it's like oh I have a coach again so I'm like yeah, I just brilliant. have a person who's looking after me and I just I didn't think that that was such a big thing for me but it was fucking huge apparently like I, I missed having Gillian whenever she was here and just having that regular person so now I'm getting in consistently so that's going well uh, life probably pretty similar to what we talked about last week super stressed on all fronts and just trying to deal with that as best I can but it's kind of what I wanted and signed up for as well so I'm smiling my way through it as much as possible so yeah yeah so does that acceptance that yeah this is what this I is decided what I'm here for yeah. the other thing I say down on the floor all the time this is why you're here like it's supposed to be hard that shit I wanted to do this and I wanted to start the other thing because I have these things I want to do and there's only one way it happens. So. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about stress management later in the show today. It's one of our big discussion points. So let's come back to that. Yeah. Elaine, how's life? How are you? Uh, life, life is very good. Life, I was on a very, very busy period there for three, four weeks. And I think I'm finally almost over the worst of it, touch wood. Uh, filthy I know is coming up which will ramp things up again for the next few weeks but I just had literally six massive things all happen in the same week period my house started building started building my house even though like I don't actually physically do it but (laughs) it's a big thing with mortgage and paperwork and all that sort of stuff and decisions Um, so that was a stressor for a few weeks and then obviously my sister had a baby and then I went and did my CrossFit level 2 in Bristol last weekend which was amazing Uh, so I just threw that little grenade in the middle of the busy period here how did that go tell us about it it was deadly. It was a really good, really good experience. Um, just to, I'm very lucky that in Bua feedback and uh, I work with a huge team of coaches. Um, compared to the people that I met on the weekend, a lot of them are either by themselves or on one, two person teams. A lot of them don't get paid for the work that they do, and they're so passionate. But I could really see the difference in how coaching is my career coaching is my full-time job I've always been very thankful of that uh but to see how kind of the other side was um of the work side of it was a bit of an eye-opener for me and um that people literally are just coaching for for passion and for free and for um to get exposure to it um which then I saw the different levels of coaching there on the day as well which was an eye-opener for me as well so for me it was a huge confidence boost to be honest with you oh nice uh, yeah. I really really enjoyed the day and um and the level took two, so mu- two days and took so much from it it's like a coaching intensive like oh. the level one is a kind of a mix of like teaching you about the movements more yeah and about the methodology of CrossFit so it's kind of it, it's not all that coach focus when you look look back at it but yeah the level two is very much around how you get your coaching skills a little bit honed in and we coached each other non-stop all weekend mm. and we were getting feedback constantly um all weekend which is brilliant and it was a different style of coaching um than what i'm kind of used to here as well which was nice to be exposed to it um so yeah uh, got took loads away from it but brought brought one thing into my class at the weekend we did the Roxanne warm up you know Roxanne red light <laughs> so I brought that in at the weekend I was like lads this is what I learned in my level 2 <laughs> there you go bye bye uh, so I was really happy and then I did the exam as soon as I possibly could when I came home and I passed and I'm delighted with myself amazing Thanks, high five James. for you uh, and so uh, how's that interacting with your training then is training what I what I have said to myself is I need consistency so I haven't been able to give 100% when I'm in classes but I'm after getting three weeks in a row of five classes per week which is what I need um 
the consistency so after that and then this week I haven't trained yet this week but I will be training this evening and I'll train every day until Sunday so I'll get my five days in this week as well um so consistency is there but the intensity I definitely don't have it uh, every single day particularly depending on the time of day that I'm training at if I go to an evening class I'm just I'm just screwed so I'm trying to get to as many 10 a.m's as possible in Dunlear um but that's life Sounds pretty good. Yeah, life's good. You're life training, training well, good. you're making yeah. progress and lots of things happen. Yeah. Busy, busy. Amazing, yeah. Okay, deadly. Um, so for me, uh, life is going great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing so much. <laughs> it's, yeah, definitely uh, 5150 always adds a layer to everything that's already happening. So um, we are like 10 days out or something at this stage. Yeah, but things are getting done. Like we're having lots of meetings with like team leads um i finished the sport guide which is always a big pressure thing the sport guide is like you need to write the workouts then you need to write the, the flow of them then you need to write the movement standards then you need to write the scaling the rules and it's it's really heavy lift because you have to get it exactly word perfect um so having that done is amazing uh, so yeah we're working our way through all the, the different um it's like the final stages of it now um adds a layer as i said of of focus and time and energy to what's already a busy schedule so stressful time no doubt about it um up to like up to monday actually training went really well last week um i got a good few sessions in feeling good and then monday i walked across the office and i got halfway across and my back just went nope <laughs> it just seized up completely old school this is like me back 10 years ago um, when it was really bad and yeah been barely able to walk since so that's been shit that's going to affect my training <laughs> in so far as i can't really walk uh so i got dosed up on drugs yesterday so um i'm on a different planet right now but <laughs> my uh my pain levels have come this right is back a podcast down. worth listening to then isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. we should Who, snip that bit and put it on instagram <laughs> shouldn't we so i'm on a different planet right now <laughs> so uh, i will um work my way through this best i can but the pain levels have come down and i'm starting to walk a little bit today so i'm hoping to get back to training maybe after 5150 i think it's going to be something like that yeah realistically um i was only saying to miguel yesterday um this is it was this type of an injury that put me out of my previous sport so i i did this cycle i was like this for two years wow. i would i would it would take me about four to six weeks to get out of this state and then i would get back to training and about two weeks later it would happen again and I did that for two years it nearly killed me and it was at the end of that someone said to me i think you might have to give up your sport and i it hadn't even occurred to me at that point i was like i'm just going through a phase <laughs> and um i was like oh shit, yeah and that's what actually brought me transitioning into crossfit fully so it's weird as come back like it hasn't been this bad in years um out of nowhere wasn't a training incident actually was feeling yeah, fine. that's what i was going to say but it's not a training thing this time it's not like you were doing something really intense or a lot of volume or whatever it was a yeah i was feeling fine i actually came in monday morning stretched out my hips because i was actually feeling oh, a bit tight and, and i was feeling really good i was running up and down the stairs i was doing loads of stuff just out of nowhere it's just like wham so it was a weird one uh so that's going to affect my training and my work a little bit but still getting through loads of work this week and you know filthy 150 will come and go in a week's time and everything will be fine <laughs> that's what i'm banking on anyway um so that's life so let's let's talk about training let's get into the programming side of things i know that um we have this four tests coming up this quarter at the end of it so um i thought good chance to remind ourselves and then i'm going to ask you both what's your favorite or what's the test you're looking forward to most and then what workout you're going to do in the next week to make sure that you get a bit more prepared for it so the workouts let's talk about them now yeah i'm trying to remember them here yeah. so, will so, we do game day first let's do game day first so we've got a one rep max squat, squat clean. clean that's the big strength test um, and then the conditioning test is 21.1, which is the wall walks, double unders, that ladder that climbs one, three, six, nine, 15, 21, and the double unders that go up in ten, multiples of tens of the wall walks. So that's game day. And then in the towards the end of the quarter, in daily programming, we're gonna test Fran 2159 
thrusters and pull-ups the most quintessential crossfit workout ever high intensity at its finest and then uh, alongside that we're going to do 21.2 which is a repeat of 17.1 for the old schoolers and it's the dumbbell snatches and the burpee over box the dumbbell snatches go 10 20 30 40 50 dumbbell snatches go or sorry the burpee over box go 15 15 15 15 with the dumbbell snatches going up intense yeah there's the test so nailed it well done thank you <laughs> yeah so uh i'm gonna get opinions first so you're the one you're most looking forward to james do you want to go first yeah whenever you ask me this like my automatic gut instinct was jumping into the clean obviously because i love heavy squat cleans but then there's something around fran that i'm really looking forward to as well just like in a real sadistic stupid kind of way but i think can i interrupt you for a second so i've had this feeling right when i said fran to you you had the most awful reaction yeah didn't you remember and and then you've since then been like yeah fucking fran and i've been kind of had this good instinct that somewhere along the line james is going to switch gradually towards fran mode and be like i'm fucking coming for you because i just know like i know how bad that workout hurts so and i I don't like going to that spot very often like mm. that dark place of not really knowing where you are and like you were telling me a story the other day about someone and like you just seem drunk and delirious like that's a horrible place to be and i'm really good at going there but i'm done for the day like maybe for 24 hours like i just don't operate at the same level after that so like, i'm so reluctant to go there now the other side of that is when i go there and I'm able to produce a good score or a good time, I know how fit I am. And there's a an element of like confidence around my physical capabilities that spreads out into all other areas of my life then as well. Like this is my big thing about coaching where like I wanna help people achieve things in here so that they can go and do other things out there. And like I really live that in me whenever I'm good at stuff on the floor, training-wise, I feel like I can do more things out in the real mm-hmm. world or in my work or whatever. So knowing that I'm in a place to do a good fran time, I'm like, oh, I can probably do anything else as well. Yeah, yeah. So is that how you There's, there's a, a little difference. If, you're, if you get the peak strength, mm. there is this feeling of, I'm feeling really strong and I feel able for anything heavy that's coming my way yeah. but you also get into a bit of a slow i'm not very fit mentality you could also go off and become like fit for a 10k mm. do lots of running but then you've got this feeling oh is my strength there when you get ready for fran you're like you said all the things that go into it it just indicates that you're feeling strong you're feeling fit you can go at 100 miles an hour you can probably go for 20 minutes as well you've got your gymnastics you're feeling light on your feet yeah, there's so, so much to it, it. Yeah. and it's all of the prep if you're prepared for that you're prepared for anything that's it it's it's the everything that builds towards that it's like regardless of what my fran time actually is i know if i'm able to go to a dark place and get like a, a decent time there's a an element around that that makes life way better amazing okay well i'll tell you what let's do the workout of the week then that you're looking forward to al- along with that and then so i am sorry just to caveat that i am looking forward to cleans most <laughs> 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 like as excited as i am about fran i just can't get away from like a, a 1rm squat clean that's just if i could only train for one thing for the rest of my life it would be that like i'd bias myself towards that so because of that my workout of the week that i know i'm going to get the most progress from is this friday's which is six sets going every 90 seconds of one hang squat clean and one front squat. And we're building across on that. Then another six sets of just one hang squat clean where we go every two minutes. So I know based on previous training that for me to get a better squat clean, I need to work on my speed under the bar and the hang really helps me with that. And then I need to work on my power, which is like power cleans or deadlifts and that type of stuff. So we've done lots of power cleans in the past quarter. And then this quarter, we're starting to do a lot more hangs. So I just know that that's really going to... That, and I missed 130 last week. So I reckon I might be able to get that this <laughs> week if I team myself up well for it. 
I have a question. This might be a little bit inside baseball here. Okay. Between me and you. Any update on the shoes? The shoes? Any thinking? Oh, I forgot about the shoes last week. What are you thinking? Sorry. I think you're right, yeah. Okay. I think you are. So, uh, to let Elaine in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To let Elaine on everyone who's listening. To, oh, yeah. This. Other people are listening, yeah. So, uh, I have a small suspicion that if James goes back to using some weightlifting shoes, that we might see... Not Vans. <laughs> not, yeah, not Vans. That we might see a little pickup in performance. And I wouldn't recommend that to everybody. But just looking at James and his lifts, there is something about the weightlifting shoe that w I think will give him an instant boost uh, to positional strength. Um, because you're at a point where it's not really GPP strength. You're kind of specializing in that zone where... To get to get further along on that, you need to specialize a little bit, and that's where the shoes come in. So I'll be interested to see how that feels, because that'll be an adjustment for you as well. Going back, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. You'll have, have to, to dust them off. Dust them off, yeah. I I know exactly where they are. I actually lifted them out after our conversation the other week, so they're there and ready. Hmm. Um, I haven't tried them on. <laughs> I probably feel like as soon as I put them on, I'm just ready to tip over, because I have a pair of running shoes as well, and I feel like. You know, dead spacey, whatever I put them on compared to my Vans. Be so, yeah, the weightlifting shoes will knock me. Smooth criminals. <laughs> Elaine, tell me, which, what are you looking forward to most at I, the end of the quarter? I am also looking forward to the uh, Squat Clean 1RM, the most, the most. Um, because I am really stuck in my cleans. I got injured uh, February of this year. Um, catching a hand clean, I caught my elbow in my knee. And just my confidence has been completely... Well, I was injured for a so while. So it was your wrist, was it? Yeah, it was my wrist that took the brunt of it. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't snatch for a couple of months. I couldn't overhead squat. I could, Like a 15 kilo barbell caused me a whole lot of pain. I didn't do a lot of rehab. I just complained an awful amount, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but I just have this fear factor. I get to a number. Uh, so I injured myself at 75 kilos and I just, as soon as I get anywhere near that 70 kind of plus, I freeze and I know I have the leg strength to catch the bar, it's, sorry, to stand it up. It's just getting the confidence to turn those elbows over because I am slow. Um, I know if I could increase my speed of my turnover, if I could get the elbows uh, going a little bit faster. So improving my front rack um, would really help me. And it's just a confidence thing. And last Friday, uh, I was in Dunlear and had a great class. Um, and again, I was just throwing them up absolutely no problem till 72. And I got to 72 and a half feeling really confident. As soon as I put the big greens on, I was like, oh, and, and I couldn't even, I couldn't get it past my, well, I'd get it past my hip and I just won't get under it. I just won't. So, yeah, it's just a real mental block for me. So to work on that this quarter would be uh, amazing. And then listening to your podcast last week where you spoke about um, the front squat percentage based on your, oh, that, that just really brought me down to earth. So uh, listening to the training diaries, I should have been lifting 90 90 kilos, but should have been my 1RM clean. Clean, and because of your front it. squat, because your front squat, because is, my so, front squat is so, so strong. strong. And I'm nowhere near there, and it's all, it's mental. It's a mental block. It's not a... It's not a physical capacity thing. It's not a physical... Thing. My first pull now, I need to sort that out, but that's not a problem on this hang day. Um. So yeah, I just, I just want to just go home and hit myself in the head repeatedly for... <laughs> when i'm watching my videos i'm like you didn't even try elaine you didn't even try like you're not even trying to get under that bar uh so yeah it's just a real mental block so i can't wait to either freeze repeatedly <laughs> for six sets on friday or uh yeah go so what i need to do is not focus on the number as soon as i get to a number i'm like oh i'm, I'm getting 75 next fuck and then i and then i freeze so i need to use black plates or just put on blinkers or I don't know what I need to do but I need to stop focusing on the number because it's not helping me yeah sometimes uh skipping the bogey number can be a help yeah. you know we go we say if you go 72 and a half and you, the next one 75 yeah. that's where the anxiety starts to build up yeah. for us and then we can start going oh like uh, I, this is the one now today I'm going to hit it yeah and it, you get into the game of thinking about it rather than just doing it yeah so if you went up to a, like a 73 and a half 74 and then skipped over to 76 yeah. a lot of people break it, it that way because yeah. then you know i've got 75 because i just got 76 and then yeah. all of a sudden you can unlock 
all of these other kilos you can uh, i've seen people go in 76 and then 78 and 81 in the same session so there are little tricks that we can do to break through those mental blocks as we go i'll give it a go on friday oh so i'm looking forward to friday as well uh sorry james went through it there so six sets of the hang squat clean front squat and then one hang squat clean for six sets cannot wait and hopefully that front squat right after the hang squat clean will help you build some confidence yeah, in the squat as well yeah so as you're as you're building up it's it's like using it and being explicit about here look look how good the front squat feels, feels yeah. i've got to trust this all the way through yeah. uh, and there is that thing that we can say i can be overt about what i'm trying to do today which is build confidence in my catch yeah use the front squats for it okay deadly, deadly. Okay, so for me, the workout I'm looking forward to most, I think, is 21.1, which is the wall walk double under. Um, I like the sound of this because there's a lot of this is this is mental and it's grit. So you got to think of all of the resting that we do in wall walks. We fall in love with the resting position, lying down flat, arms by our side, thinking about I need to wait till the next one. And I think we can probably get a lot of progress between now and then mm-hmm. on cutting that rest period down and that's where a lot of the the gains will be plus the double unders like i like my double unders it's a nice uh, recovery exercise for me a lot of time so i can use those and then focus on the wall box getting better so i'm looking forward to to giving that one a whirl we have a workout tomorrow actually which gets us ready for that today is wednesday isn't it yeah <laughs> tomorrow's thursday that that would be right and then so tomorrow's workout is wall walks and we ha- have a strange little rep scheme we have like a two, three, four of wall walks. And there's a 12 cal row between the two and three and between the three and the four. And we're do- going to do three rounds of that. We're going to fully recover after each round. So it's not going to be like a big grinding, lots of wall walks. It's not for that. This is actually a session where we're going to work on the touch and go at the bottom of the wall walk. So we're going to try and it's, the workout's called speed walking because we're trying to get through them quickly. Get out of the mindset of flopping to the ground putting the arms by the side it's can i get my chest to the floor and go straight to my next rep i think that would be an interesting little exercise get us all into a mindset of at least four touch and go, touch and go every time and i think that will be need that'll be a habit we need to get uh, into and break the old habit of over resting i think that would be an interesting workout it's cool having like such a specific focus point around the movement as well where it's like we're all going to go and practice this thing. It's not, let's go get better at wall walks. It's let's go get better at not resting in between individual wall walks. So that's a cool element to this. And we know that we'll have wall walks coming up probably next week or the week after. And then we can start applying it to something where we might have a big chunk to do and see can we do it in chunks and not let it break down to slow singles. Deadly. Okay, so that's that's our test. I'd love to hear if anyone has a favor or something they're looking forward to coming up. Um, and... Uh, we'll keep throwing the workouts actually to get you ready for it so you just keep showing up okay let's move on we've got uh, events coming up and as i mentioned earlier we've got filthy 150 so to give everyone a little update on this um we're like 10 days out and um most of the coaching team will be either competing or leading teams on the day so uh internally here everybody's uh, kind of getting themselves ready and get their teams ready um if you're volunteering i know a lot of people from boo are volunteering um i know Dorina's working her way through all of the different like communications getting the emails out you're going to have a call in uh, like on this day at this time try and jump on the zoom call so you're a bit prepared then at the venue on the friday before we're going to get all the volunteer team together whoever can make it do a bit of extra training and then the saturday morning we'll do our final bit of prep before the event starts so if you're on a volunteer team and you haven't heard yet you're going to hear something in the next couple of days about what team you're on and try and make the zoom call you'll feel better about what you're doing uh, yeah they're always uh, a little useful um and then the weekend itself like i'm just looking forward to it we had like every year there's always been um, something extra to the event. And we were really close to having a big like rock star athlete coming over. And people are asking, is there no special guests this year? We had something all lined up and then last minute it fell through. So we don't have something like that this year, which is a, a bit of a, a killer. But I do think we have a very cool competition lined up. And the work at first workout got released yesterday. Another one got out tonight. I know that you guys were around for the testing of the workouts. You did the videos. 
Neither uh, of us reacted very well to <laughs> that at all. <laughs> yeah. I have PTSD still. I'm just not over it at all. Yeah. So there's definitely one or two of them that are going to be a challenge, a physical challenge. But I think it's, it looks like a fun four workouts. And oh. it feels to me like, um, as I said before, it's like this has come back full circle. This is about the community. This is about the, the teams getting together and having a great weekend of workouts. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, we have a... Diff- have you done filthy before you worked here see yeah i have a different perspective on it because i've been to filthy like more times as a non-bua person than i have been as a a bua coach so i have a version of it and then another version of it from working in it so it was always my favorite competition and i even though i don't compete in it anymore i know the the feeling and the vibes of the workouts and it's it's much nicer being on this side of it now where I get to help out and watch or test or whatever. But it was always well, it was always my favorite competition to compete at because I get to do it with people I really enjoy being around. And then I know the workouts have like a, a flow and a structure and like a complementariness to them that other competitions don't always do. So that's always a, a fun side of it. Yeah, and I think like what's my favorite part of it is that nearly everyone's doing the same workouts like we have a scaling option for for all of them but very few of the teams take up the scaling option because everyone has a way into it and a lot of it is about teamwork and effort and expressing your fitness and having everybody doing the same thing has that special feel it's not like six different divisions and five other subdivisions and there's you know six teams in this and five teams in that everyone's in the same thing it has that open feel to it and i think um that's I think that's what makes it special along with the vibe like you said James I think that's created we we work very hard to try and take some of the stress out of the weekend that competitions usually come with and with the team like the team who run the event are just the best people and they're well prepared they come in they they do it with a smile on their face they're well organized and it creates this feeling of we're all here for a good day it's not edgy it's not unpredictable it's quite predictable and it's quite like um things happen the way they're meant to happen so that that's where a lot of it comes from so i'm really looking forward to it i remember last year walking around thinking it just feels good to be here there's a lot of smiling faces and um we still had a really tough competition going on so it's not like people are not competing hard but there is that we do manage to get that vibe is good i think so i'm looking forward to that so if you've got questions absolutely send them over info at filthy150.com yeah send them to Darina yeah <laughs> definitely that's not my email address <laughs> definitely not mine um, and we'll we'll get back to you um, so that's coming up in 10 days okay moving on we've got as I said earlier we're going to talk about stress today <laughs> um, yeah we said we'd have a discussion today about stress and stress management because it's pretty obvious to me that modern life when you ask everyone how are they doing Everyone says the same thing. Pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. Pretty busy. And uh, it's just become the norm now. There's so many things that we can be doing. Everyone decides to do probably more than they can even fit in. And then it brings with it this life stress, this um, ambient anxiety all the time that's going on. So I thought it'd be interesting just to hear from everyone about how, how it shows up in your life. What causes it? And then how do you see it? Oh, there it is. And then what do you do about it? Is there, have you got strategies for dealing with your stress? And I don't think it's necessarily about um, trying to not be stressed. I think it's about, well, when you see it come along, what do you do about it? Uh, James, do you want to tell us a little bit? Have yeah, you? we were talking about this yesterday. Um, I probably knew this a long time ago, but I probably only really admitted it more recently that I we have like a family saying amongst the rankings at home and it's like you don't get any extra points for stress I've probably said this to you before and it's not like a I don't believe in stress or don't acknowledge it it's more I don't show it or I definitely try not to show it very often I, I definitely try and hide it it's like that duck along the surface of the pond thing like my feet are going furious underneath the water but it's like cool calm exterior and that it's definitely the way I always try and compose myself as much as possible. I just don't think 
I don't feel as helpful in a team or on the floor if I'm like <laughs> and all flustered. So I just want to stay calm. There's an element of like from my sporting background that that's important as well. Like as a scrum half, I always had to kind of like marshal the troops a little bit, stay calm. Even if we're getting hammered, it's like you don't let the other team know that they fucking have you flustered. You're always trying to keep that cool. So I've always had that. Um, because of that, the way stress seems to manifest itself in my body is probably a little bit unique. I know like a lot of people, like whenever they're super stressed, like your back gets really tight and your shoulders get stiff. I know a home Jill gets really tight traps. Like she just ends up shrugging loads and like she's in pain. Like she'll wake up in the morning going, um, like I can't move my neck. She has to work into that. I don't get any of that. What I do get is like this um, internal <laughs> gathering of rage that I don't really express. Like I, I very rarely snap at people. Like maybe at Jill a little bit at home, like I get a bit shorter, but it kind of just builds up this general bodily tension. I don't get aches or pains, but I'm able to channel it and express it really well out on the floor. So funnily enough, when I'm at my most stressed, I'm also at my strongest. So I can link nearly every major PB that I've had in my lifts back to like uber stressful moments in my life. So like my dad was in hospital like maybe eight or nine years ago, really unwell. Um, in ICU and around that time my back squat went from 170 to 180 as a little person which is fucking huge like a 10 kilo jump at that weight is monstrous and the video of the 180 like I can show people it's not even that hard and I'm there on my own just music in my ears out the back of a gym just doing it and the second time I snatched 100 I was like two weeks out of a long-term relationship and my girlfriend was there my ex-girlfriend sorry was right there so I was just like whoom able to go um i'm stressed at the minute not from any breakups or relationships or people sick but just like trying to set things up and do things and trying to be really good at my job at the same time so i feel all that build and then my numbers just start creeping up and leading into game day i was super stressed about people doing well i was super stressed about people doing well on snatches and then i went nine kilos heavier than i have done in the past 12 months so it's just really, you described it as a superpower yesterday, and I don't know, maybe it is, but there's like fucking dark thoughts that come with that as well, that I was telling you about that, maybe I won't share on this, but like before I do those heavy lifts, it's not like I just have all that tension, but I kind of, I don't know, do you ever watch like Sonic the Hedgehog, and you know he goes into the spin and then goes forward, it kind of feels like that in me, where like I build it, I build it, I build it, and then it's like, right, give me the bar, and then I go. It's fucking wild. So, so uh, yeah, you reckon that's you're saying? I say it's probably you can create tension. Yeah, you can use that to create because physical of, tension yeah, and muscles yeah. that help you move weight better. Correct. Yeah. And then I know when life is going well and things are smooth, like my training is shite. <laughs> like I can't lift heavy. I can't get myself geared up. And it's one of those like annoying complimentary things where maybe i don't have the energy to focus on training but it goes well it goes well it goes well and then whenever i do have the time and energy to focus on it it's like i just can't seem to bring it all together and it's fucking wild but like what a paradox what a paradox <laughs> there you go so that's yeah, yeah that's that's how i know that's always a telltale sign for me that i'm stressed mm. is because numbers go up and it's not hard yeah. Like the front squats I did in your class and the other week. Yeah, and, like, and it's, it's, it's odd because I haven't come across that before. You were telling no. me about it. Like, that's a unique response to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it sounds like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> but then it also means that if you want to do well in your training, you got to, like, life has to be I've pretty got, difficult. I've got to, yeah, I've got to fuck some shit up in the background first. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's going great, it all falls off. Well, that's another factor then as to why, like, I don't go and do competitions because if life is going good, I was like, I just maybe the competition isn't going to go well and I'd rather have life go good and competition go bad than competition go good but I'm like subconsciously trying to fuck up areas of my life yeah and that's definitely what I did in the past like to do well in competitions I'd be like here things are going smooth I better cause some friction somewhere create, create like, drama yeah like falling out with my parents or girlfriends or like whatever the thing was and it's like <laughs> I can't like I don't want like I have people that I love working with now which I haven't always had I have a really secure family situation at home it's like Let's not no, that. yeah no friction outside of that stuff yeah or inside that stuff sorry 
Yeah, interesting. Mm. Well, okay. Now we'll let him follow that. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Um, so where do you where where do you see it? Well, work and life, I'm two very, very different people. In work, I think I handle stress very well. I try not to show it. I'm that swan. I'm not even a duck. I'm a swan. <laughs> <laughs> do you agree, Jamie? Absolute swan. <laughs> I'm a swan, swan and round, just uh, paddling underneath, but I don't like to show it at all. Uh, in work scenarios, I can very much separate out. I put on the blinkers and I just try to solve whatever the situation is. But the problem is I cannot mix both. Like I can't be at work focusing on something and then sorting out my life shit in the background, which is where, when I said earlier about the house, etc. it's not that I had to do anything, but I always just had, you haven't signed that piece of paper that Mark has put on front of you the last six evenings, just because you, I, in work, I keep going, keep going, keep going. In life, I hit pause and I do nothing. You get stuck. I, I get stuck. I know that I have these 10 things that I need to do personally. Like my WhatsApp messages, like I have not written back to anybody in a very long time. But I just can't physically at the moment deal with, um, mentally, sorry, mentally deal with some of the messages, etc. in life. And I do, I get stuck. And it's a really terrible, terrible trait to have. Whether it's at work, I put the blinkers on and I put everything into work and keep going, keep going. Um so how do i deal with it not very well uh in with the life stress generally i eat which is terrible Mm -hmm. and when i'm stressed at work i'll be swanning along and i'll get into the car and be like right food get me scone get me some sugar get me something to get me to the next situation which again is not healthy it's it's a very um bad habit to have and it is something i've re in the last six months has become a bit of an issue um i had to get my car valeted uh there about six months ago to stop me from eating in my car <laughs> oh good I was like, how do i stop eating in my car i was like i'll get it valeted yeah. and then i won't let myself eat in my car <laughs> well the car needs to be valeted anyway, <laughs> so okay. okay um so yeah that's not uh I, yeah I, i'm not dealing with some of the life stuff at the minute very effectively let's say um but so can i ask then you know you know there's the so we t- talk about cause and effect. Mm. The root cause is the stress, right? And then the effect is you might have to go and you, you might go and eat something you don't want it, yeah. right? Oh, I do want to eat it really, to be honest. With so, <laughs> so is there like for you? Do you say, well, I need to deal with the eating, or I need to deal with the root cause? Do you end up like because I know for me, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just wondering from a strategy point of view, like, is it do you end up going after the food thing, whereas? the the yeah, root cause the root causes other things it's it's a it's been a lifelong mm. uh issue i suppose yeah, yeah and i did get a handle on it there for a few years which was brilliant but i'm just yeah noticing it creeping back in which is not nice and particularly in my career like i speak to people every day about food and eating etc mm-hmm. um so yeah it's not a good strategy what is a good strategy is breathing which i have been trying to um deal with i'm not good as you know mindfulness and wellness and i that i don't understand or uh, i don't invest any time in that area but breathing like science respiratory getting your breathing under control is something i do believe in um and i heard of this thing called the physical no the psyche oh jesus did i write it down the physiological psyche that's the one Uh, and you take two breaths in and then a big long sigh out and it just brings you right back down to earth um so sciency wise i believe in getting because uh, you can't deal with a mental stress through a mental response which is saying to yourself oh calm down your grand calm down you have to have a it's a body response to a mental issue that you're having at that well myself at that period in time um so it's <laughs> and now I'm calm again uh, and so, I read the science behind it and now I really believe in it so that helps to, you buy into it then it helps you yeah definitely so you are really dealing with the stress side then at that moment right at that moment yes yeah 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 but and, and you find it works for you yeah definitely and it's it's science you can't argue with science so you know <laughs> <laughs> it's science it's science yeah okay very good um, and, and I think the breathing thing is huge uh, I'm, I'm similar um, and I find it it's most difficult when I'm stressed. That's the, the hard bit. Yeah, when you need it most, that's the hardest time to do it. It's the same with journaling for me as well. It's like, I should probably start journaling again. 
I know I need to, but where do you find the time and the energy to actually go make yourself do that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So stress for me is um, like it's one of those funny relationships I have because I I spent a, I spent quite a while trying to figure out how to deal with it. And in that process, I actually spoke to a, a psychoanalyst about it. And in that process, I realized that it's the stress that I'm actually looking for. It's not the stress relief. And that without the stress, there's something missing for me. And I actually like, really like it. It's like, this is my favorite thing in the world. Uh, however, there is like an overdose on these things. We, we do, it is a dose control. And if I'm under stressed, I'll go looking for it. And if I'm overstressed, it fucks everything. So it is about figuring out a way of managing the dose. Like when things get too easy for me, I don't enjoy it. I like, I need something else going on because this is too comfortable. Now that might be pathological. I don't know if it's in any way good for me, but it is who I am. And whether I should change it or not is something that I guess I'll continue to explore. But I know that I do love it. <laughs> I, I adore it. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe we're just a, a terrible mix around each other for all this. But I think that's really important as well, no? Because I look at people, like you see, you see a lot of people who have worked really hard their whole life and within like 18 months to three years of retiring die because they, they've just lost an element of, of purpose and what they're doing all the time. Like I can't, when people go, oh, if I won the lottery, I go buy an island and live on it. I'm like, ah, like worst idea ever. If I won the lottery, I wouldn't tell anyone to begin with. And then I just start doing more of the things that I want. I'd like, I'd really sit and figure it out and go, oh no, that's the thing. And then we go do whatever it is. But I probably work, if I had more money, I'd probably work more. I'd go figure out like, oh, I'm not doing that today. And I can afford to just tell you to piss off on that shit. It's like, I'm going to do this instead. I think... That's yeah, really so yeah, so I think on one hand, I really need it, and then on the other hand, you know, I can't glamorize it, but, you know, because it, and that's what I do. It's like this thing is, it's like, yeah, I, I love the work, I love the pressure, but then it, it's so insidious as well, it causes so much damage. Like, I've lost friends over it, and mm -hmm. um, I've broken relationships over it, I have definitely um, slowed the progress of the business down because of overstress and I've affected my own health. So like it's real negative consequences of it when you just let it run right, don't get control or don't get a handle over how to manage it. So I think I think there is a it's a it's a double edged sword. There in are a big healthy way. stresses like uh, ice baths, cold swimming, training, uh, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah so like he like heavy back squats is stress. Really and then stressful. we get we get adaptations to stress which is which are healthy. Yeah so Maybe you should chase some of them down as well, Jerry. Yeah, but I, and I do think there is like, I don't, I almost think it's not necessarily a category of good stress, bad stress. It's yeah. this is why I think it's a dosage thing. If you get the right amount, right amount, you yeah. get good stress responses. If you get too much, then it then you get terrible responses to it. There's like a an intensity and volume balance, isn't there? It's like if you have twenty things going on that you have to manage, then you can't really let any of them rise up too high and be too intense. You kinda have to keep them all a bit lower, a bit more manageable mm. and spread it all. And if you don't have very many stresses going on, you can afford to have one thing really take over and be very stressful. But I think you do there's a balance to it, definitely. I think yeah. it is important, but it's important that we don't I don't know, let it fucking kill us as well. But I yeah. have to be there. And and I know so I get two very um physical manifestations of it and one of them is like right now the back pain like i can like i just did that walking across the office there was nothing physical about this this back pain i know what's going on uh, and and i think it would have been like this feeling of it being a bit mysterious before like that could be stress you know and, and it's too easy to write everything off to stress um but i know for this um i can have really great training or really terrible training um, and it nothing to do with the actual training. And one of the easiest way for me to figure it out is when I go away for a few days, like I'll train twice a day. Love, loving my training. And I actually have no pain in it whatsoever. I come back and I do one session and it could fuck me halfway through. Um, so, so, so there's the physical pain I get. I get like just muscles just winding up and I get real nervy stuff. So it's not like it's just sore. It's like debilitating. I can't move. 
the other side of it, I get like my stomach gets really badly affected. So my appetite can go. I can I can get feel really sick and bloated. I can get really uh, pain like really painful stomach, and so that's since I'm a kid. It's always been this like it's like right switches. It's and it's gonna go on and off like a switch. I can be on emails and calls and I could feel terrible, and then like. 10 minutes later I can be sitting with people having a laugh and I'm like I feel fine now it's it's like it's that acute at this point so I'm like oh yeah I, I see the stress it's right there can't be denied so then therefore when I see those signals I'm like I, I need to do something and for me it's if I can manage to get myself back in the present moment that almost cures everything all the time because most of my stress lives in future disasters all of the things that I'm predicting the catastrophizing of you know, this, that, and the other is all going to fall apart. And then if I can just get, well, what am I doing right now? I'm sitting having a conversation with you two. And everything's like, oh, that's actually, it's actually fine. Easier said than done. Lots of ways to get there. But I think that's the goal for me. Once I have a good goal, I, I can build more and more tools to get me there. So how do you, you're, you've told me this before, you're a worrier. There's like all these problems that could potentially happen. Mm -hmm. How do you like, pull yourself away from that back into the is it just being with people and letting things settle down or do you have is it your meditation app your breathing what's your way of dealing with that yeah sometimes it's breathing and meditation but sometimes that like i said it's a, it's really difficult when mm. the stress is too high and it actually makes it worse for me when i try and meditate through high stress it just m makes me highly aware of how oh, wound up i am wow. and and it just makes it worse i have to get out of it um there is you know, I, I try and do a lot of um, listening and reading about um, the whole idea of uh, like finitude. Like I'm, I am gonna die someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this isn't me preparing for some future event. This is the show. This is the main event right now. It's not when I get this thing fixed or that thing solved, then everything will be fine. It's like this is it. So I have to intellectually remind myself that things are not necessarily gonna be any different in a week. And the only thing that really matters is right now. Because in a, in a week's time, the only thing that will matter will be right now. So I have to get back to that and I have to um, have that little conversation. And then I can say, oh yeah, okay, things may happen, but they're not happening right now. What's happening right now is what's happening right now. Let's just get back here. And that, that can really work for me. Um, but I do have to have the awareness that, oh yeah, I'm spiraling or I'm fucking wound up. Let's have a chat. I don't know if I mentioned this in my stress section, but my, I'm very lucky to have uh, the partner that I have, but my go-to stress management is her. Like we just sit down, have conversation. Like best version is Friday night, nice bottle of wine, fancy candles lit and there's like, just music on rather than any TV. And we've spent the last three Friday nights, sorry, two Friday nights. There was the Rugby World Cup opening night, not that one, the two Fridays since then, I think. We've lit the candle, poured a nice glass of wine and just sat and talked for three hours. No TV, no nothing. And that's like the best reset I have because I'm just able to spill everything out. Like here's everything that's going on that we haven't been able to discuss during the week here's my biggest worries, here's what I'm stressed, here's what I'm freaked out about that I did this week or whatever, here's what I think I should do going forward and then she'll be like, no, wrong, wrong, this, that, boom. And then it's like there's this like master plan that she's able to produce because she has a different perspective on things and I'm able to go, oh, and Cl breathe. Some clarity. Yeah. So like during the week, I'm like, I'm trying to do some breath work. I'm quite good at getting some breath work in on a walk or something. Um, I do a little bit of meditation, not as much as I'd like. And that keeps me going till the Friday night when I get my reset with Jill. And then that keeps me going for another week. And I, I think if you can, because Darina's kind of like that a little bit for you as well, isn't she? Like that sounding board. Like I didn't realize how much I needed that until I met Jill. Is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this feeling of being behind the curve is an awful feeling for me. It is anyway. Uh, and so me and you, Elaine, we sit down Monday now. We have this planning day, and we spend a whole day just talking about what we're going to do. And it feels like such a waste of time at the time. It's like we haven't done anything, but it loads the gun for the week. 
and when I miss it because, because I had a coach a few Mondays yeah. feeling like you're behind the curve and on catch up every meeting you go into every conversation every plan is like what is this again where am I and you're trying to catch up on the fly versus not necessarily with the curve ahead of the curve oh man the difference is, is giant so for me there's a planning element like just a practical like let's think about things write some things down when I get to that I've got a structure for me to lean on and that can just get the whole stress level down for the week Mondays tend to be the day I eat the most <laughs> <laughs> only joking Jamie I'm never stressed <laughs> Okay, perfect way to end that section. <laughs> okay, so lads, um, let's move on to um, talk about members. Member shout out this week. And I think, James, you have one for us. Yeah, I haven't done one in ages, actually. I just realized um, I have one that I'm going to partially share with Elaine, but not really. I'm, I'm taking, she's she's one of mine now. She she's one of mine. And it's Michelle Quinlan. She's been doing 5.30 classes here in Santry for, I don't know, maybe just over a month now. And... I'm sure she won't mind me saying, but Michelle's quite quiet and reserved, keeps to herself. And she was like almost brand new to fitness, like hadn't done a lot of things before, still learning how to, like what's the clean and what's the snatch one? Like she was that type of member. And just over the past, like maybe six weeks, the evolution I've seen in her is phenomenal. And I have to like pause and think and go, oh, she couldn't do that two weeks ago like not even close and it's little things like box jumps what she was doing which is a cool on leer thing that sanctuary people don't do very well which she wasn't confident jumping on a box so she just went and stacked a few plates in the corner and practiced at a height that suited her where sanctuary people either go i'm not doing them i'm going to step up or they just like i'm trying to psych themselves up get work or whatever so she dealt with it really well now she's moving on to a box and she's really pushing the boundaries on that and then all her other movements are definitely improving. My f favorite thing though is she's starting to really slowly integrate herself into the group. And I don't know if you see on Waterfy, but 5.30 in Santry at the minute is yeah, insane. Nice. Like there was seven people on the wait list yesterday for this morning. Now, most of those seven canceled as well. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> There's no judgment here. But like it's busy, busy, busy. And like for 5.30 in the morning, it's actually quite a high energy group. Like we've got some people in that group who are lit at that time in the morning. Eva Watson is ready to go at <laughs> 5.15 every day, which is amazing because it just makes my job easier because everyone's chatty. But she's slowly integrating herself into it. And it's a really cool thing to see because you can tell she's not like the Eva Watson out there going, oh, hey, good morning. Like she is quiet. It's, it's, it's a hard amazing. challenge, isn't it? It's tough. Breaking into a big group like that, and especially, I'd be a bit like that, joining something new, I'd be like the person on the on the edge, I'd like, fuck, I have to go and say hello to people. And Not she's easy. doing it to different people all the time, and I said this to you before the podcast too, like she even comes up to me now, and she did it on Monday, and she goes, well, what do you think of the rugby at the weekend? And I was like, oh, this is really cool, that we have just a little thing that we can work with now. It just makes, I don't know, it's a real highlight to my day, seeing someone like that just like literally grow in Growing every way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant so good job michelle yeah well done i know elaine you know michelle from dunlear because she started out there right? she started in dunlear uh, for a few weeks and i've been loving james's uh, updates every week and i hope michelle doesn't mind me saying this she literally sounds like a different person which is just amazing what uh this community can do when you find a place where you're comfortable to be yourself and a place where mm -hmm. you're surrounded by people like-minded people um everyone comes here for different reasons but yeah i just well done michelle she joined with her friend ash who's a member in uh dunlear and started in dunlear for a few weeks got more comfortable and now she's in Santry at 5.30 a.m. and killing it. The big scary Santry. Uh, but yeah, keep up the amazing work, Michelle. Well done. Well and done. we miss you. Well done, Michelle. Okay, great stuff. Right, lads, overrated, underrated. We have two doozies this week. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Right, so remember how it works. One word. Elaine, you're going first. Overrated or underrated? Being on time is underrated i think james overrated what? <laughs> i'm gonna say overrated here's why here's why 
I think being on time is actually late. Oh. I'm one of those fucking assholes. I am. Um, I love to be early. I'm an early guy. I prefer to be there 10 minutes before, half an hour. I'd like to be there before everybody. Uh, my mother is at absolute time. Like she, she would be five hours before the flight at the, the airport, just in case anything happens. And I've, I've inherited a bit of that from her. I am definitely not always early or on time. I want to state that. But every time I'm not early or if I'm just about on time or if I'm late, it pisses me off so bad in my own head. And at the moment, I'm running from thing to thing and it makes me late way more often than I want to be. And I hate it. So for me, I'm one of those people. Early is the, way, the only way to be, not on time. On time sucks. So it's completely overrated. Elaine. So being on time is very important. Being one minute early means you're on time to me. And being one minute late means you're late. So there's like this tiny window, <laughs> this 60 second window where if we're meeting at five, I will see you there. So accuracy. So you you like accuracy. On the nose. Um, if you're there, if you arrive half an hour before me and then I come in and I'm like, what the fuck? we said five o'clock and you're like I, I was just here for just chilling for you know getting some work done that that puts me that's anxiety for me that's like what what what, what was he doing here what was what was he thinking about for the last half an hour we were supposed to meet at five o'clock on the dot what's going on here so yeah I one minute but see this I have a friend Adele and she's like that with the flying and she wants to be at the airport to go to London five hours in advance and I'm just like absolutely no way on time being on time it's being on time. So what? So what's your sweet spot then? Oh, for like the an airport? hour. Like an hour. Just so it's through for a five p.m. flight, you're there four p.m. Yeah, grand. You're sunny London. Like you've got a bag. Just breeze through security. Away you go. Whether it was when I was in Bristol last week, I had to return a higher car, so I did give myself a little more of a window. Yeah, extra fifteen Man, minutes or something. I was pissed off. Half an hour. <laughs> I was so pissed off sitting on that airport for an extra half an hour, and then the flight was delayed anyhow. So you have the flight delay buffer as well. That always happens. So yeah, being on time is underrated. Did I say overrated? Underrated because. Just one minute is plenty. <laughs> so you like being on time, basically. On time, on the nose. So you're a fan. So James, tell me, what's what's coming on here? So I try as best as I can to be on time all the time. Like my shift technically starts at quarter past five every morning, and I'm always here around five o'clock. Like I, I, I actually enjoy being early to things. I like giving myself more time. What gripes me is people who are like, hey, you're late. And it's that like pointing the finger and judgment of you're not on time today that really irks me because people have shit going on in their lives all the time. And I'm like, if someone's chronically 30 minutes late to something all the time, like there's, you have a time management issue that you definitely need to sort out. But I'm thinking of it from like a, a class coaching perspective. And I think if people are chronically late, that's not generally not on purpose. I know for my people, it's not on purpose. There's people who get here at like 33 minutes past all the time, but they get a bus here and it's either they get here 45 minutes early or three minutes late. And I'm like, go for the three minute late thing. I think that makes sense. And yeah. Yeah. People yeah. A hard time about it. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm not really harsh with people who are late. No. There's only some people are like some people are yeah. here if you're not early you're late and if you're yeah, late it's, it's more, for more for me like yeah. if i am not on time if i'm not really early i get annoyed at myself if someone else i'm pretty good at being like i get it life happens yeah. apart from saturday morning class <laughs> so, the but that's one exception that's the one exception but where it's, a, it's a, an unwritten rule and it's very explicit it's a written rule yeah. it's a written rule and it's explicit yeah and it's it's a very very specific purpose there is something about an attitude in that session that needs to be withheld. So on that on that one thing, I'm like, thing. don't you be fucking, yeah, don't you dare. Um, for me, being on time, like, I try as best I can to be on time all the time. If I'm busy and there's things going on and I'm late, like, I just get to wherever I'm getting to or start to meet and I'm starting and go, V, sorry, this stuff happens. I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit here. <laughs> no, you did. There are times with work, right? Where say if something's going on, say if we're like 
right, we've got an event or we've got a, a really important meeting that we've all flagged as this is important. I have my judgmental thing in my head right away. I'm like, who's showing up when? I, I And I keep a log of it in my head and I judge hard. I was like, oh, really today? Really today? And it says to me, there's something in this person's attitude with the whole fucking thing that's <laughs> off. Is that because I arrived a few minutes late on game day, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I had Listen. to straighten my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so so I do, I, I definitely do get into that judgmental mode. But generally speaking, because I know, like, as I said earlier, I'm fucking as guilty as anyone. And people have lots, like, it's a dynamic thing. We're trying to steal minutes from that and giving it to that. And we have to be able to give I think that's flexibility. a really important way to describe it. It's a dynamic thing. Like, I think we should always be flexible with other people. And it's the same idea. We should always be flexible with ourselves. Not lax. Yeah. It's not like oh, letting people off the hook all yeah. the time, but a, a level it's, of understanding. It's flexibility. Yeah. 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 Okay. Deadly. Right. We sorted out the time thing. <laughs> I, I reckon... I reckon there's going to be the full spectrum when we hear from people yeah. on our things. We're going to have the, the latecomers. Like, for instance, Darina, as I said earlier, she if she shows up by accident on time to something, she will figure out a way to be late. She will go away and come back late. <laughs> if if she has two hours to get ready for something and, it's, and she's like, it's going to take us two hours to be, be ready, she will arrange something else to be put in that two hours to ensure that it's not on time. Like, always. It's, and that's a, it's such a power thing there's a, a girl I used to see years ago who had like a time management freak and she was like had a cut off like if someone was X amount late she's off gone oh, I like she had that. a cut off time she's like 15 minutes see you after and she'd leave like doctor's appointment doctor's late I'll come back next time fuck it or if she was arranged to meet someone for coffee and they were 14 minutes late she'd be like you, you're lucky you have one more minute she tell people my mother is a psychotherapist and she she'll talk about time management as i said she's a t time like early early person she's like what there's something going on there now that you're making everybody wait for you <laughs> if you're the late person you're like you'll wait for me <laughs> what was it conor mcgregor used to show up an hour late for his press conferences you know it's like you're all waiting for me um yeah so funny okay we got one more I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> okay, Elaine, you can go first. Overrated, underrated? Musicals. <laughs> underrated. You got that one right. Underrated. Way overrated. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm on the overrated side. Um, so who should go first here? Me. Of course. All right, Elaine, give us, give us the case for. Musicals are deadly. I've never left a musical sad. I've never left a musical going, that was shit. Um, and now I'm picturing musicals, I'm talking about musicals on stage in a theatre, like spending money to go and see a show, watch a show, not like a TV. We brought this up yesterday. You've got one coming up and you knew the date. <laughs> yes! You're singing. I'm going you to see The singing. Lion King with my niece Lucy on the 1st of November. It's a matinee, which is a bit of a downer, but she is only seven. So I couldn't really bring her to an evening one. <laughs> Uh, and that drinks. and that was a birthday present so like I am the best auntie ever I got a present for myself this is brilliant um, and I've just been to Dirty Dancing a few weeks ago in the Board Gosh Energy Theatre and just everyone leaves in such a good mood we were standing and dancing in the aisles and clapping and there was a really rowdy hen now up the back well I think there were a hen and they did kind of put a bit of a downer on the whole thing but um, yeah just pure joy singing dancing could be a serious topic a not serious topic she's one to know right guess i saw this one musical <laughs> in melbourne kinky boots multiple times right and i used to go by myself it's about a drag queen who works in a uh, shoe factory and he saves the shoe factory basically and i went to see this show multiple times guess how many times i could watch the same show 12 9 12 how yeah. did you know that <laughs> did you stalk my instagram i went to see the same show 12 times 10 times of that was by myself because <laughs> it was of, of course it was of course it was <laughs> i couldn't get anyone else to of go course. with me <laughs> um, i just loved it the story just really spoke to me and i loved the dancing and i loved the main fella and then i went to see him uh, callum francis in I, I flew my mom over to manchester last christmas to see the same fella Henry, what's the appeal 
oh it's just happiness pure and other happiness, happiness. right just, okay i get that yeah just joy all the songs are brilliant when i'm in the car amy like me and amy talk about musicals all the time she was in a production of legally blonde in her secondary school and it's just whenever we're a bit sad we'll just go oh my god you guys and we start singing you know a bit from the musical so much fun pure joy Come on, James. Come on. Anything to to add? I enjoy a good musical. Like, I don't. I don't. I enjoy going to theatre, whether it's a a a regular show or a musical. I enjoy both of them. Um, I do enjoy sitting down and watching, like a musical on TV. Like you know, the new Aladdin with Will Smith in it, The Lion King. Like I can sing along to all the Greatest Showman. I PV'd my clean one time to the Greatest Showman. Like I love that stuff. That proper sing along because it is just like feel good vibes yeah. and that's all it is it's just cheesy happy clappy sing-along stuff and i enjoy a bit of that but of course i do uh, elaine i, I feel Sorry, like I you've got another thing <laughs> because i've seen les mis as well a few times and like it's depression session like it's really but you still leave it's such a good story and then come down come down i'm just gonna take the mic off you here yeah. i really want to sing I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it, doesn't like it, does, it does make me wonder what, what's happened to me. That like, uh, you know, these things that are these joyous things in life that people love and I, for some reason, like a fucking musical, it reverses my blood flow. It turns me inside out. It boils my piss. Like but you just really, <laughs> I, I fucking Hate I was them. about to try save you a little bit there. No. Uh, there is, there is literally nothing that you could do to convince me on this. Like you, you've changed my mind on some things. Yeah, yeah. This one, I can't see it. I, I, you will never bring me to one. It, I, like, what is the fucking point? Singing it, say it. Let's tell a story. Singing it, it's pointless. I look at you two uh, enjoying here, it, here. and I go, "This is I know, strange." Yeah, but, that's just, but it's just a perspective thing, though, right? Understand. Here, what's the point in having nice cars and fancy cars? What's the point? Yeah, in having yeah. cars that cost half a million. Like, it's all subjective. I get it, but I just don't understand why you like it. I don't understand why I hate it, <laughs> but I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake, I see no point in them. Uh, um, I'd say you're going to get. Uh, Flood of messages in your inbox calling you a grouch now. After that. Uh, it could be a grouch thing, yeah. Like I did go and see one in New York, uh, the Book of Mormon. Yes. It got thousands of um, brilliant reviews. Like it was, it, it went on a long run. It's amazing. It did was you love it? Dog shit. Did you cheer along? I, did you? Did you remember I didn't, the bit? I didn't find it funny. What was your favorite part? I didn't f- find anything good about it there's nothing redeeming about it i thought it was really not very good the book of mormon there's the part where they're dancing with like uh dildos swinging in the air like it's not a it's an in your face type of i don't even remember it (laughs) so uh yeah so there you go uh musicals uh i think that's definitive okay Uh, so we recommend we're gonna prescribe (laughs) i'm gonna start with wicked i went to see that in the west end of london it was so good that us Jamie is it I'm, I'm literally I'm literally speechless let's call it there this week thanks lads 